We're back. Okay. <laughs> We're recording. It's on. Um, let's see. Bring yourself into the picture a little bit. You okay. Know, uh, bring yourself in. That's it. Excellent. Excellent. There we go. Look at that. That's cool. Um, before, before we get, get... Get rid of that cable. Before we... <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Feedback, always. Um... <laughs> Uh, before before we get into your story about um, your 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 weekend experience, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the um, the the five sessions that we did so far, mm -hmm. and uh, I wanted to record our conversation about uh, about the last five last five sessions I don't see I just I just uploaded them the other day which is about it's a couple of it's a couple of days work to, to organize everything um, and the set the five sessions the five official sessions and the one pilot episode that that I uploaded are work that we've we've done together over the last um, couple of months and um, I think it was very hard work. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I get out of this. I get the um, the ability to go back and review the conversation is a fantastic opportunity to realize what I've forgotten. Mm -hmm. The classic problem is that we. Each day we live, by the end of the day, we've we've forgotten 80% of what we did during that day. So if I think back to yesterday, I can only remember about 20% of what happened. And if I go on to tomorrow and try to remember what happened two days ago, I only remember 20% of the 20%. And so this, this gradually goes, although we remember, we store all the data and information, the access to it is, uh, is limited because otherwise our heads would explode with not being able to focus on anything um, and so when we record the conversation I and we in the past we've had maybe about 50 60 conversations and sometimes I think back and I can't remember I can't remember what we discussed or talked about and I remember it was really really interesting at the time and I was really, really excited about learning something and exploring an idea. But to be honest, I can't remember what we discussed six months ago. I can't remember the conversations. And so the ability to record it and then go back and listen back to the conversation is not just an opportunity to check my own logic in thinking uh, and my own progression in thinking, but also an opportunity to 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 not lose all the data, all the information, and all the ideas. And when I went back to some of our conversations, I had totally forgotten that we discussed certain things. I had totally forgotten that we shared information about certain theories and concepts and ideas. And as I've talked about before, I think that that's one of the tragedies of history up to the 20th century. There was no, apart from sitting down and writing a book or 
having somebody take notes as you talk, there was n very little or no opportunity for self-reflection because you couldn't record yourself. You were always trapped in the moment that you lived in, unable to review whether or not something actually is or was. And so you couldn't you couldn't measure yourself against yourself. Of course, people grow over time, and if people did some kind of physical training, they could see their muscles grow. But, but this ability to see who you were and compare that with who you are is essential for me personally to grow. And so the recorded conversations bring back to me so much that I've already forgotten, even when they were only in the last month. Like we sat and discussed something for two hours, and I can remember maybe two minutes of it. It's, it's all stored in my brain somewhere, because later on you say, oh, remember that, and it brings it back. But if I don't have you or someone else to say to me, hey, remember that, um, I will maybe never get back to that point. Almost as if there's this need of a collective consciousness to remind us of our own experiences. Well, at first, the history, back to the history. History is written by winners. That's, that's... That's a fact. That's a fact, <laughs> that's true. So, uh, we don't know real history of our civilization but it it is on the small notice small note and uh, i'm not sure if if uh, it's good for us to to go back to to the past and to to think about our past station about past conditions, about past levels of our development, because the most important is again our recent state, our, our recent moment. But you, you write that if someone exercises with his, with their Maskos is able to compare the level of of their development, and from this point of view, it may be very useful for us to compare the state of our development from few months, maybe few years ago, to to now. Take take it from the perspective of a scientist who wants to understand where language comes from. And the, the scientist has the ability to go to each country and record the people talking and analyze the dialogue and make links and connections between those things. Now, that's, as you, as you pointed out, it, that's not very important in the moment, but making these these connections is... I know one 
one wonderful research. Uh, this research, this survey, takes or lasts more than 75 years. And uh, I don't know exactly uh, what university uh, is working on, on that, but it's a university. It, it's a project of some well-known university, mm -hmm. and uh, they they have been following. They have been studying uh, about five hundred people during this long long period of their lives and uh, obviously those 500 people have to live to be 75 yeah, they, uh, <laughs> uh, many many of these people are dead yeah, okay. now but some some people live and uh, <laughs> for example now there is the fourth director of this project because <laughs> the previous third are, are dead. They've gone mad. <laughs> but uh, the the results of this or uh, this survey are very 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 nice from my point of view because they they found the most important things for for happiness of people and they they I was surfing the internet this morning and I saw that there's a TED talk yes it's not an, it, 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 the educational technical thing I, I saw the title uh, happiness studied over 75 yes. years and I, I I made a mental note I was like that sounds like a really interesting mm -hmm. thing I so I made a mental note to I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that later and it's just kind of interesting that you should bring that up right now because I anyway please continue tell, 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 I haven't seen it so I don't this, know what this this first director of this uh, this, this project mm -hmm. uh, talk is, is talking about it and uh, he He said that uh, for him it was very interesting this result uh, they, they chose uh, people from any level uh, of, of pure people rich people from from any level of uh, living standards okay. and uh, it seems that happiness and uh, and uh, and health are very depending not on how much money we we have but uh, how are our relationships with with other people with the closest people and it seems that uh, even our health is much better if we live in in uh, in good relationships with with our with our husband or with our uh, wife and with our closest uh, member of our family 
story about that actually. That um, while you're <laughs> while you're thinking, <laughs> right? Um, we'll come back. We'll come back. Let me just give you the little story, and we'll come back to the fact that that it's connected with the people around about us. Um, you know how many people live together, like boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, and they're not really connected. They sort of live in the same space, but they don't connect on the same level. I think we've all had experiences mm -hmm. in life like this. And uh, to a certain extent, um, I have a, quite a bit of experience with this in my, in, in my family. I've seen examples of this. And where where people live together because it's comfortable, not because they're the right people for each other. And I was working with someone I know, and we were working on personal development skills. And I was trying to get this person to start an exercise program because it was clear to me that they needed to do something and I think that one of the easiest some things that people can do is take some basic exercise you know go out for a walk or go for a swim or um, well, maybe not do some sport because that's that can be really competitive but just 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 move and and so I tried for a year to get this person to motivate this person to, to do some physical activity and and after a year this the motivation was going nowhere and the student was saying yeah I know I have to do it but I've got all these other things that I have to do I've got my my work and all the things I have to do around my work and my family and all the things I have to do around my family and I I started to think that this person is telling me what the problem is the problem is not this person the problem is this person is surrounded by people who expect this person to do things for them, who expect this person to be a certain way, and who are not that connected and supportive enough to realize that this person actually needs something different in their life. The key words, supportive. Supportive, yeah. Supportive, yes. This, these words uh, shows uh, the quality of our relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If uh, our closest people are supportive to us or not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And supportive in the sense that they understand what we need and are prepared to to make the extra effort to ensure that we have what we need to maintain our happiness because our happiness is their happiness as well to a certain extent there's a symbiotic relationship there and so i started to question this person about all the people around about them and their habits and it was clear to me that if she changed if, if this person changed her habit then everybody else would have to change their habits because it would be so obvious that what they were doing was wrong and what she was doing was right. And so it was a, a 
of great benefit to everyone around her that she stayed the same and did not change because one domino falling over would affect all the dominoes and so her problem was not her and her motivation the problem was she had no support from her family from the people closest to us from to her from her children from her close friends from her from her husband and and so so I started to question okay what are your husband's habits what did your husband do what does your husband like to do what is it when was the last time your husband went out of his way to do something that he didn't want to do but that was for you something really important and she couldn't really think of an example and she needed to do the exercise for her health and nobody else was, was doing anything in her family so I basically politely lost my temper with her and told her go home go to your husband and ask your husband if he loves you and then say to him I need your help I need you to do something for me I need you to help me I need you to support me with this thing that I have to do but I can't do it alone because I don't have the, the, the mental strength to do it and I need you to go to your husband and say I want you to take me to the swimming pool and I want you to force me to go in the water and I want you to force me to swim because I want to do it but I just don't have what it takes and she said, "You can." And I said to her, "You can. You can tell your husband, you know, wait in the car, or you can tell your husband go and do something else and come and pick me up later. Or the husband can come in and doesn't have to go. He can go swimming if he wants with you, or he can sit on the sit in the balcony, or he can watch from a window or something. But he's got to be there to to help you. And and you've got to go and tell him you need it. You need it." And you need help, and you need help with it, because we've got to ask for help sometimes. We really have to reach out and ask for help. We can't do it alone. And this is sorry. This is another key moment, because this is a problem. This is often a problem of communication between people, between between closest member of family, because we expect that our partner uh, will be able to know our thoughts mm -hmm. this is not true we must ask him we must ask them for help we must communicate with them about all our problems about all our plans about all our feelings because <laughs> when we don't talk we don't want we don't we cannot expect that they will help us without our ask absolutely um, we often communicate the least with the people who are closest to us because we think that they know and they understand but that's just thinking that can be very different from the reality and Asking for help is an underrated skill because first of all that requires a personal admission that you can't do something 
And that's really hard for a lot of people. Um, but it's, it's absolutely necessary to, to take a step forward to realize that there are skills that I don't have. There are abilities I need to work on. There are questions that I don't know the answer to. And I need to go to other people and, and say, excuse me, can you, can you help me with something? No matter who we are, where we are, um, how old we get, there's always things that we don't know that we need to know or that, or that we forget that it's natural over a period of time that, um, that we lose some, some data and information or can't find it in our mind. <laughs> I'm just thinking about myself, right? I'm thinking that I've got this boiler for heating connected to my house and it's got these million functions in it. And, and sometimes I forget which function does what. And it's all written in Slovak as well, which doesn't, which doesn't help me. And sometimes I have to go to my, my girlfriend and say, um, look, I, I know that I should know this and I did know this, but do I put it, is it, should it be this number or this number here? I'm not exactly sure. And we sort of need to do that with, with, with everything in our life because, as you mentioned, expectation. There's a difference between expectation and reality. Mm -hmm. How many, you know, how many businesses fail? Four out of every five businesses fail in the first year. I mean, that they, most of them are not expected to fail. And I, together with expectation, I put assumption. Assumption, this, the, 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 this idea that we assume that something is, we just automatically think that something, something is without actually checking the data and checking the information. And uh, I have a <laughs> personal problem with people who just automatically think. And so expectations and assumptions are very different from the reality of the world that we live within. And so um, the point I, w I wanted to make was that this person couldn't improve the quality of their life because, and they, could, they couldn't improve the quality of their health because they were blocked by the people closest to them. The people who should have realized there was a problem and helped them with this did, 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 did nothing. And it needed some external force, me, coming in going, hey, come on. Let's let's get this moving. Oh, let's 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 upgrade. Let's let's improve with things. Another small note uh, is we cannot ask uh, our partners for for their improvement, for their activity on theirs. We can, we can ask for help uh, with, with our development. This is, the, this is the important difference because we shouldn't order our partners to do that or, or that in, with, with, their, with 
their uh, development. We can work only on our own developments and we can ask our partners to help with this activity, with work on our development, not to check or to control their developments. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's it's realizing that in a partnership, progress in any area is progress for all of the partnership. We should we should give them chance to decide how to do that, how to work. Uh, any any anything with is uh, about about them because they are free or they they should be free in this in this decision in this kind of decision about their development about their spiritual activity yeah it has to be an open choice as as well because if not it's force and force just means that you've failed with all logic all reason and all evidence to to uh, uh, to make any progress and we are again uh, in field of our expectations uh, we can expect uh, that our partners uh, will be or would be better and better and uh, high developed but uh, uh, it 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 can cause the problems in our relationships with them of course if one partner grows and the other partner doesn't there's a there's a difference there there's an there's an imbalance and i've seen that in some relationships where one partner develops their skills develops their ideas works hard to to improve themselves and the other partner takes a step step back from the situation and chooses not to do those things and that's one of those questions that it's really hard to to understand at the beginning of the relationship you know you, you meet someone and then you're both at a certain stage of your of your life of your growth and development and um, are you gonna are you gonna move on and when are you gonna move on some people some people stay the same for 10 it's me, it's me, it's about me again. Some people stay the same for about 10 years of their life. They don't move anywhere, do anything, or really change anything. And then it's like, bang, one day or over a period of time, they wake up and realize, i got to do something. My opinion is that uh, some universal laws uh, works in this, in this situation. And uh, this law says that uh, 
this is the law of uh, resonance this is the law of um, similar frequency or something similar attracts something similar and it means that when uh, our partner stay the same for 10 years and I have been working a lot of myself and uh, I reached another level uh, absolutely different uh, than my partner we must uh, we must uh, do some decision if we are able to live with with them for for the future oh absolutely and but uh, it's again our decision it's again if we stay with them it means that something in our, inside of us is unsolved is still unsolved or is yet unsolved because this is the reason why we are together it sounds very interesting um can you can you expand on the idea of the un, the unsolved something is unsolved does, does that mean that uh the, the person is not happy about something or the person can't communicate or the person has a an issue or a problem with something or they're frightened of something what, or is it something else somewhere inside of us or on on some level of our spirituality of our souls uh, must exist um, some 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 connections uh, that hold us together uh, and uh, that that uh, ask us for for solution uh, maybe some example mm. I like examples. Yeah, <laughs> I think about good example for this for this situation. Um, when when you said unsolved, to me it's like some kind of personal issue that exists for a person. Um, uh, very very uh, very simple example. Uh, I need I need to know to say no I love that that's great that's great I'll tell you why it's great it's great because saying no a positive no an affirmative no to somebody else is saying a big yes to yourself mm -hmm. it's 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 really really necessary for people's own personal development that they say no to other people sometimes so that so that they themselves have the space for their a, an affirmative no to another person is a big yes to yourself yes and this is the 
very very good example why we stay in 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 bad relationship with our partner until we are able to say no to him this for example this our task is unsolved until we are able to say no stop go out for example okay. it does seem to be very negative <laughs> <laughs> maybe it seems but uh, that's real life uh, real life uh, is not only from positive events real life are negative and positive events yeah yeah there's a there's, there's a balance there um talking about attractions between people it's it's also worth pointing out that good attracts good and bad attracts bad ah, this is only one one half of <laughs> of reality because uh on one side good attracts good and bad attracts bad but um, the whole truth is that mm, good and bad are two poles of oneness of one process so very very good attracts very very bad but maybe at at certain time on invisible level of this reality when we when we create only good things from our prospection from our point of view the bad things as the another pole of the same process are created automatically in invisible part for us invisible part of reality but at the same moment so we must be very careful with words good and bad and with with uh, these laws good attracts good and bad attracts bad because the whole reality is the good attracts good and bad on on similar vibration on similar level of vibration uh, because of uh, because of balance okay when we uh, the balance is something essential for for this universe and when uh, when we create only good things the universe must create the bad things to get things into balance I, I know that it see it sounds very strange but try to think about it um I'll let it I will let it go around my my head. It, it does make some kind of sense that 
that there's a relationship between space and non-space. I would call space and non-space because say that if you take an object, oh, I'm trying to look for practical examples, if you take an object and you put it into a space, what happens is the object takes the place of the space. So by putting something somewhere, you're also removing something as well. So I think there's a concept of space and non-space. That like when you put your cup on the table, the cup is a visible space, but the cup is taking the place of the invisible space. And so there's I think I think that if we look deep into the the physics of universal reality that we will find that there are some parallels and balances there. Um, uh, here's, a, here's a more abstract example. More time on this is less time on this. So the activity for the, th the thing that happens exists in the same time and space as the activity for the thing that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So, and another another point is we almost never know what is really good and what is really bad because it depends on 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 point of view. I don't know. I had an ice cream last night that was really good. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cream is really, yeah, know, really good. I know it was full of chemicals. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Preservatives, uh, kind of weird emulsifier, glucose, fat nonsense, which is extremely bad for my body. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You, you win. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, win. but ice cream is always very good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't think I've I like it. I, I, I like it always. I don't think I've ever had an ice cream where I've gone. No, I don't think I like that very much. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's, uh, it's there. Is, there is a very good uh, sample, very good example of our of our behavior. Yeah, well, my fridge was full of really healthy food, and I was like, I don't want any of that healthy stuff. I'm just gonna. Maybe there's something in the freezer. Oh, look, an ice cream. That'll do. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to think about that. That was an easy choice. Uh, so, um, yeah, now I just feel bad because of it and feel like I've got, I've got to do, I've got to run an extra mile at the weekend or something like that to, uh, to, to make up for that. But, um, but another, another question, uh, we know that uh, ice cream is full of chemistry. It's okay. very unhealthy. But most of it. But when we when we have like good ice cream uh it is it is it is joy. It enjoys us. We so enjoy, we we enjoy it. We we enjoy it. I'm not sure if it enjoys us. <laughs> It is, uh, it's not very clear okay, okay. <laughs> if it was grammatically right or <laughs> or false <laughs> but um, this feeling of of joy 
on the other side is very useful for us so again what is bad and what is good it's very related yeah I, I hate that Slovak phrase everything bad is good for something I hate that phrase because I find it to be so true and annoying at the same uh, time it was it was often used in as apologize for for uh, uh, stupid behavior but it's uh, it's 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 very true i think you have to turn your phone off in the future because i think i'm gonna i have to dance every time somebody's <laughs> makes makes sense but nobody else <laughs> nobody else hears this sound only uh, people are watching the video i'm just like <laughs> dancing I'm like, what is he doing uh, well maybe um well, yeah, we've got quite a few things to, to look at here. We've got the word balance. Balance, yeah. Well, we've got lance, as in, uh, that was the long stick that the when the knights were on the horses and they tried to knock each other off the horses. Um, and then B-A or bal, which could be ball as well that's an interesting word um, like lance on the ball i don't know ball ball has a religious connotation as well with ancient gods you know? mm -hmm. so um, there might be a, a connection there well i also go back to the good attracts good bad attracts bad what i mean is that and, and this is a practical example is that if you think of types of characters of people, um, good people want to spend time with good people. They don't want to spend time with bad people. Not uh, always. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've got you've had a different experience from me, obviously, with with this, right? Okay, let, let let's make it let's make it really really clear, black and white. Let's say people okay. people who don't commit crimes don't really want to spend time with people who commit crimes unless they're paying them to commit the crimes obviously but um, um, the point is that through understanding that bad attracts bad criminals attract criminals and good attracts good you know good people want to spend time around other good people we can we can make a general qualitative character judgment about people through other people for example there are people who I know who I don't really want to spend time with and I know that if they've got positive relationships with other people, these are probably people whose characteristics mirror their own characteristics. And so I can usually make a judgment that, you know, if someone I know might be some kind of criminal, that that criminal, if they spend time with other people, these other people are going to be criminals as well, because they need to be people who have the same mentality, who have the same values. You can't be friends or have any positive relationship with someone who has a different value system from yourself and so um, no matter how it looks from 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 whatever the image is that is pre presented um, criminals attract criminals they like to spend time with other criminals because um, they share the same value system the same way that um, you know 
Yeah, typical examples are political parties. <laughs> they they oh, are yeah. full of criminals. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever met anyone in politics who I thought was not a criminal. But I mean, there must be some, but I've never met any of them. Anyway, um, so it's a it's a good way to be able to judge the characters of other people, um, because if there's a question which I've come across a lot of the time, which is, why does this person spend time with this person when they appear to be different or opposites? Well, they're not. They're never different. They're never opposites. They're always just reflections of each other. It doesn't matter. And I had a conversation last week, again, with another example of this, where, where somebody described a woman in high society, um, the wife of a politician, and a woman in low society, basically a disabled gypsy, who spent time together on a similar subject or topic. Don't want to say too much. And if you're just observing this from a societal perspective, it looks like these people are opposite ends of the spectrum. And I often find this, that people appear to be opposite ends of the spectrum, but their character is exactly the same. The reason why these two people spend time together is because they are absolute mirrors of each other's uh, personality. Super. Another very similar example is judge and criminal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah ab ab absolutely. It, and it's a classic example of how when we give things a name, we think we understand it. But the name is false. The name bears very little resemblance to the 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 quality of, of, of the thing that is there. You know, like a cup. There are many different types of cups. Table, there are many different kinds of tables. But the situation is uh, more complicated uh, because we as a human beings are, are mm, created from many 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 uh, many parts of our personality we have many absolutely different characters characters and uh, it from time to time may be often we we are attracted to other people who are, who have got similar part of personality so not generally good or bad people attracts to each other but uh, uh, people with uh, with similar characters are yeah, it's not just it's not just good and bad. It's similar characteristics, similar behaviors, similar hobbies. Yeah. Uh, people who like to go to the same shop or the same cafe. People who wear a similar style of, of clothes. There are many of these types of connections. Take for example a 
a, a relatively good person who's not very intelligent, right? They, I said that good people will not, would not like to hang out with or be with bad people, but a relatively good person who is not intelligent won't be able to make a qualitative decision or choice about whether another person is good or bad, and so they would have no problem hanging out with a bad person, really. It would have a negative effect on their life, but they wouldn't really understand that. So it's not just about characteristics and behavioristics and, and, and status. It's, it's also about intelligence as well. It, it is often a question of judgment, what is good or bad. Um, and that's why I, I prefer to say about 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 vibrations because when we have uh, some character this our character is uh, uh, tuned on some on certain level of vibrations and we uh, we use this character when we use this character, we tune ourselves on this level of vibration. And this frequency, this, uh, this level of vibration or frequency uh, works as a, as a law of attraction. Because when we meet with some other people who is tuned on the same character on the same level of vibration or frequency we are attracted to each other this is the physical or physics good vibrations good or not good but the, the, the similar vibrations um. uh, without judgment if it's good or not good Every every character has own own frequency, and when we are tuned on this level of frequency, we are attracted to people who are tuned on the same level of on the same frequency. This is, that, that's all how it works. I think I understand. <laughs> I think I understand that. That's similar to the concepts of conversation where I do a lot of one-to-one -one work with people mm -hmm. and it's very necessary for me to tune in to the level of the person that I'm communicating with how I do that I have absolutely no idea it, it I think it involves observation skills to a certain extent it involves for example, when someone comes to my office and I have, I have a meeting with them, I try to be as observant as possible for the first minute that I meet mm -hmm. them. I try to observe their their posture, their their eyes, their their, their face, their their smile. The, uh, and do do you do it consciously or automatically? This is a question of routine of of your of your job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if something is done consciously for a long period of time, it mm -hmm. sort of becomes automatic. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm not sure you, you can completely separate those two things. Um, sometimes I have to force myself to do it consciously because mm -hmm. I'm not focused enough. Mm -hmm. And other times I... Uh, other times it just sort of happens that I notice something that somebody... Sometimes people say hello, but they're not there when they say hello they they say hello but their their brain is obviously somewhere somewhere else at that point in time um the classic example is when people when people make noises rather than say words it's a sign of a it it, it it's it's non-verbal sort of semi-non-verbal communication of the fact that there's some pressure in their world um I don't know, the, the, the way that people sit, the, the, um, how organized people are, um, whether they're, they're ready or not ready to, uh, to communicate. Um, Is the question how they are tuned? <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've heard it said before. Now, I don't know if this is, this is true, but it's an interesting observation that a person's first sentence in any conversation tells you everything that you need to know. The very, very first sentence, because that is what is front and center in the mind of the person. And... Uh, It's like when people come into my when people come into my office they they take off their jacket if they're wearing a jacket they take off their jacket and they take off their jacket physically but it's like mentally they're wearing a jacket as well mm -hmm. and if they want to be open to to discuss something to grow to learn they got to take off the mental jacket as well and sometimes they take off the physical jacket but they don't take off the mental jacket mm -hmm. And so I've got to uh, un 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 unpack and, and, and take off this mental jacket for them through through um, through a series of, of simple questions, which always begins exactly the same way. The first question is, is <laughs> secrets, secrets to communication, lesson one. Uh, the first question is always, how are you? And the... The variety of responses to that are are actually limitless. People think it's limited, but it's not, because because you're looking for verbal and non-verbal clues. Is there a relationship between um, what the body language and what they're saying? Are they tuned in? Are they focused? Uh, is it like I don't want to? Is it like an okay? Like I don't want to talk about it, or I'm fine, but really I'm not <laughs> or uh, you know some people are, are like yeah I'm, I'm, I'm good I'm having a great day today and you know, some people just go mm -hmm. and don't <laughs> want to say anything at all so you can I mean that that's a massive opening for for discussions and if that doesn't open a discussion then the step two is what's new <laughs> which is which is get get it off whatever's on your mind get it off 
right? If you if you had to stand in line in a shop and it took too long to get what you wanted or you wanted to book an appointment at a hairdresser's but there were no free times or uh, or you've got or you, your boss is angry with you or you've got some time to do something um, it, or you've got no time to do something then then it's an opportunity to 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 open up and and to get into your world yeah and you into their world yeah yeah you and you can't get into their world by you can't get into somebody else's world by talking you can only get into somebody else's world by listening and so it's necessary that i <laughs> step three is like just like just shut up right <laughs> just, just, just be, be quiet observe listen explore and you know what i would say it's, a, it's 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 shut up is not lesson three shut up is like a general thing the part three is tell me more how are you what's new and then you pick up some data and information they 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 express what's on their mind and then you say tell me more that's interesting i'm interested Tell me more, and and then you begin to explore the ideas and, and and topics, and there's an opportunity to um, listen to people's problems and um, discuss with them why they think these problems exist. And there's other little keys as well. Um, you you know, I think that I don't accept I don't know as an answer at any point in time from anyone I'd never accept I don't know because if you don't know about your own experience then nobody else knows more about your own experience than you nobody else knows more about your own life than you nobody else knows more about your own thoughts your own ideas how you feel than you nobody knows more than you so if you're in a situation that you don't understand you better analyze it <laughs> in as much detail as possible because there's for sure there's some goddamn reason why you're there but it's it's uh, vital for people to tell about themselves because uh, generally nobody tells about themselves when he's alone we need we need somebody who who asks us tell him about us and who is able and who is willing to hear because with with our speech energy flows and some problems are solved during this uh, during this stream automatically somebody uh, sometime we don't need anymore only to tell to call problems and to consider during our speech these problems and it's enough for solution of these problems so that's a very good very good idea to to listen people to ask them to tell about themselves themselves yeah and it's 
And we have to understand as well, it's not being done in a manipulative way. It's not done to to steal data and get secrets from people. It's not done in that way. It has to be done in the sense that I'm listening to you because it is interesting for me. I'm listening to you because um, either the information that you give me is, is of, of quality and useful uh, to me in a positive way, or I think maybe I can help you if you tell me a little bit more about, about the situation or problem. So, because we have to realize there are people who, who do it in a very manipulative way. You know, there are people who will, hey, I'll tell you one of my secrets if you tell me one of yours. And, and it's just data mining to get to get negative information that, that, that people can use. So it, it's not done in, in any way like that, but it's done from a from a from a caring uh, perspective, which is which is all about um, helping people, I think, as well. And we 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 drifted into this conversation from your discussion about um, the the health and uh, health and happiness and the seventy five year study of the things that make people happy. And I, I stopped you when you mentioned health about half an hour ago. <laughs> I stopped you when you mentioned health because uh, I wanted to give the example about my my students. So I don't know if there's anything uh, else that you want to add from that. I think we are we are still talking about health and we are still talking about happiness because all these things are are very important in this area uh, in, in our life so i think we can we can segue into another topic that that i want to discuss and to, to get into this topic i was i was searching through applications on my tablet this will make sense to you in a minute. It's a strange story, but it'll make sense. I was searching through different applications that I can I can use on my tablet, and I discovered I can connect my tablet to my my my, my monitor at home, and I can I can I can mirror it and get images there and things. So I was playing with the technology to see what was possible, and um, I discovered that the company Red Bull, who make the drinks, mm -hmm. the energy drinks. They have their own TV channel, and uh, one of my one of my uh, students works for Red Bull, and so we, we have a lot of discussions about the company and marketing and the products and everything else connected with that. And um, and so I thought, oh, that looks kind of interesting. They've got a TV channel, and so I downloaded the application and turned on the TV channel, and they're all mad. Is it? it 24 hours a day you can watch people doing absolutely insane and pointless activities all over the world so this is the truth i turned it on was it last no two, two nights ago I, I i i turned it on to see what was there and there was live surfing from hawaii or somewhere where there there are there are waves that are bigger than houses, right? I mean, these these guys jump on boards and they're they're, they're trying to surf through the the tunnel of the wave, and 
um, what is the point, right? Why? What, what is the point of doing? Is there any point of doing that? I mean, yes, it's yes, it's fun if you're doing it for yourself, but the fact that they can make an international competition out of this, um, where people travel the world, the fact you can become an international world-class surfer and that's your job is to surf because that's how you make your money is wild and crazy I've got, and I've got great respect for these people because they're obviously excellent at something they enjoy but I wonder how that improves the quality of humanity and my and and so this madness uh, might bring us into your weekend activities where um, you were talking about attending a conference that was organized by a travel agency and some of the uh, some of the photographs and films and activities that people were presenting for different opportunities around the world so you were talking about um, what was the activity that you were talking about <laughs> we were talking about canyoning canyoning okay this is not 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 cannoning which would be putting people in cannons <laughs> no, no, canyoning. I that's probably a sport as well. There is another kind of very, uh, my opinion, stupid activity. <laughs> <laughs> the aim of the no, activity. No, it's, it's called fun. <laughs> yeah, maybe fun, but maybe not very fun when something goes wrong. Because when something goes wrong in this type of activity, you are dead. It's not very fun, I think, in, in this moment. Or yeah, in that yeah, moment. That, that, that's a bit of a negative consequence uh, for a hobby. And uh, the I understood the sense of these activities, the sense of all these or all similar activities, is distract our mind from important things. And to focus, focus our mind to some some madness. I, I wrote down on my paper here. There is nothing but illusion everywhere. <laughs> this is this is worse than illusion, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's like I was I was watching a series of interviews with students um, in. in, in in American universities earlier, and because the, the American election is coming up, the questions were like, uh, "And who are you going to vote for?" I want to vote for Hillary Clinton. And why do you want to vote for Hillary Clinton? Because she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've got teddy bears that can give better answers than that. I mean, the, 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 uh, uh, oh, I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders. Why? Because because he supports free, he supports free universities and colleges. Yeah, well, but um, you know, they're free, but the money has to come from somewhere. Yes, well, the government, the government, the money comes from the government. These people have no idea, they have no idea about how anything works. And I didn't when I was a student. I had no idea because no one ever explained anything important to me. I had to go and grind and work it all out for myself um, but uh, sorry many of these crazy activities are very successful businesses and uh, the question is why why 
why people like this stupid things why people li like to do these activities well, why people need to escape from their real lives well for them they're not escaping for them they're living it's like a, well, it's like skateboarding right skateboarding is a completely useless activity in terms of society it's completely pointless but it's what's called a parallel social activity it's something that you can invest a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money into without actually really changing anything that's going on. And and and, and that's that's what's developed from from that. A whole industry based on a board with a couple of wheels on it that you can flip over a couple of times and jump up and down on. And obviously these people are highly skilled at what they do, but what is the sum total of their um, of and of their of, of their contribution to society? And does it matter if they're happy? If they're happy doing what it is that they're doing, does it matter whether or not it contributes something to the the, the world? And uh, there is there is another side of of this madness. People are happy. During, during these crazy activities. And well, mad people, mad people are happy. They're all happy. All mad people are happy, <laughs> except for the ones that are mad and angry. But, um, <laughs> but uh, in general, in there's that characterization that in general people who are crazy are happy because they're just so disconnected from from everything. You know, people who just people who live under bridges and eat potatoes and and are naked <laughs> you know they, they, these people are generally have found a way to disconnect from the complete insanity that 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 is reality uh, one possible explanation of big success these uh, these uh, activities may be that uh, from from my personal experience with skiing Skiing is useless activity again, completely. Ah, I, I from one point of view. Yeah, because it's the physical nature of it. Yes, yes, but uh, but extreme extreme free free skiing or free country skiing is very dangerous and blah blah blah. So, <laughs> but ac acrobatic skiing. Acrobatic skiing, but when I ski. I must be present here and now. It is yeah. vital. It is essential for doing this activity. And this is essential for doing all these adrenalines or all these dangerous activities. So this is maybe that's why people are happy and lucky during doing this activity because they are here and now yeah well you can't be doing a triple somersault and thinking about your tax return forms you got to you got to live connected to that actual moment that actual thing that that you're doing and all of these people are 
successful and happy and maybe may mad as well but so much of madness is equivalent to to freedom for these people and um, and it's as, as you said there are businesses connected with this as well they're huge businesses I was walking to a meeting the other day and I walked past um, a building and I was looking at the different shops that were there and I saw one of them was a a hockey shop selling everything connected with hockey I mean ice skating is an interesting social activity but the fact that someone's entire business can be built from selling equipment related to a quite pointless repetitive sports activity is is interesting it's interesting people's entire lives can be built on this people's entire lives built on selling odd pieces of sports equipment or technology or yeah just <laughs> that's where my money goes anyway <laughs> bits and pieces of cameras and cables and little screens that I can touch and they do things um, so, so you could you could argue that the whole area of of uh, business is mad. But let's get back specifically to the um, the this this canyoning, which has fr from a crazy recreational activity, which I think canyoning is walking down the path made by rivers and streams. Um, walking down uh, through river falls through 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 the the, the waterfalls the waterfalls yeah. uh, deeply into a narrow and very deep canyon stupid activity and it's very <laughs> dangerous activity there are many many levels of difficulties in this uh, there are some uh, special classifications of these activities but <laughs> but the the hardest the hardest level are so-called uh, <laughs> so-called brown adrenaline <laughs> activity or brown adrenaline activity and uh, this classified classified as six level it should be called it brown means... brown runs maybe <laughs> brown runs uh, shortly shortly explained uh, there is only one direction for your for your walking or for your uh, for your canyoning only forward because the way back you doesn't exist you can't really climb up a waterfall so uh, you, you have you have no escape from from this uh, hardest canyons you can only one possibility to go forward and to, to go through all this canyon the second second possibility is only that 
This is the best <laughs> level. Do it or die. <laughs> Go through or die. Oh my god. So there are many uh, activities of this type, I think, now, and uh, I'm not sure now if if it is good or bad, and we are again in this space question, good or bad, it shows that all things, again, all things, all processes, all activities, all beings has both poles, bad and good, at the same time. Because why, why, why do I reject that in my head? Although I don't, I don't disagree with you. But my brain is, my brain is. When you say that, my brain is on fire, going, "It can't be true! It can't be true! Why is that happening inside my head?" Maybe there is some block in your head, <laughs> or this some strange, uh, strange uh, exists. Strange um, experience somewhere I've, I've inside met, of you. I've met people who I'm sure I have no goodness in them at all. None. I think the world would be a better place without them if they didn't exist. No, I'm not. I'm not hoping that something uh, bad happens to them. I just think that the world would be a better place. I suppose you have never seen a uh, movie from this uh, from this. Wonderful canyons. <laughs> mm. You know You're what I'd like to see. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. I apologize. Yeah. Just, just let me tell you what I'd like to see. I'd like to see a film where everything is presented in a certain way, and that at the end of the film, you realize that nothing was actually what it seemed that everything that you thought was this was actually something different. You were just observing it from the wrong side. And I think that would be a fantastic idea for a film where, where you watch certain things happening and you form certain opinions about certain characters. And at the end of the film you learn that what you saw was only a small part of a bigger picture and the bigger picture was much more important than the smaller picture and the opinion that you form about who was good and who was bad was not actually correct i'd like i haven't seen a film like that i'd like to see a film like that there is there is one that that covered it very very slightly just a little bit which was the usual suspects uh with kevin spacey where the main character creates a story about people which are, who are not real and tells it to the police and then the police believe everything that he's saying and so they build their story based on his story but the end, in the end we find out that he was a liar and so that there was no truth in anything that was happening everything was fantasy um, but that's not exactly the same as what I'm talking about I'd like to see a film where that ha something happens and you're like, oh, that's obviously the good guy, that's obviously the bad guy, and it's, and it's clear. And then you find out at the end of the film that it was actually the complete opposite. And I've never, I've never seen a, a film in that, in that context. Maybe it's hard to write a film like that. 
maybe no one's interested in making a film like that but um, I think that that would be a good good idea I'm sorry I interrupted okay okay it's a very good interruption I've seen the film full of uh, wonderful sceneries and uh, wonderful pictures from nature and I've seen film full of uh, strength of people and skills of people so I I really appreciated I really admired these people who were able to to do this this activity because of they are strong they are brave and they are they, they are able to to set their their goals and to to reach to achieve their own goals so this is this is the the other side of this crazy activity that this crazy activity helps people to be stronger and to be better and to be to be more more real human beings in spite of in spite of this uh, in spite of sense of this activity uh, it's about goals to a certain extent because uh, for example when when you are when you want to to go through the the one of the hardest canyon in the world you must one one year training uh train training train train you must train. you must exercise uh many many hours uh you must uh, obtain new skills jumping of swimming of uh, of um, climbing uh, you must be braver and braver you must be shortly you must be able to be here and now with with all awareness and this is from from this point of view this is uh, your own spiritual development to be stronger and and better so are you saying that doing stupid activities can make you stronger it seems it seems you are right mm. because from one point of view there is this very stupid activity very dangerous and very very useless activity but the other side of this activity is that you are better human being after this this year during you you work everything for achievement of this of this goal it's 
this this goal this goal is an illusion like many other goals like many other guffins but but the the road is is the goal really yeah well, absolutely absolutely it's a you know life's a journey not a destination as, as they say so in other in other words this year of preparing was a real goal mm -hmm. yeah it's not it's not so much that you have to set yourself a target that you want to achieve it's that you have to set yourself a target that will in the process allow you to achieve what you want to achieve and then it doesn't matter if you don't reach the target because the process is what you want it's what you need the the very important thing is if you are able to to be better and better and if you are able to achieve this goal if you are able to to do and to work on yourself daily with with very strong discipline you are very strong willpower because it's it's very difficult to to achieve some kind or, or that kind of goal you must be very disciplined and hard work on yourself yeah there's not there's not progress without hard work um, there's not excellence without hard work so so those are those are definitely because n normal way of life like going to the work every day and uh, earning money every day without without sense is not very very good for for your personal development to stay in some daily routines without sense without knowing why i i do i i do that yeah the Work should never be an end point. It should should be something that's that's leading people somewhere. I've been looking at the um, I've been looking at the habits of successful people recently, and I've looked at about um, up to now. I've looked at about thirty different people who are successful in their in their field in their area now you can define success in different ways but let's say these are people who are doing what they want to do and they don't have to worry about money too much so that's the relative definition of success in that context and the one thing that links every single person who's successful together the one link is that they love what they do 
That's it. All 30 of the people that I looked at, from Steve Jobs to Muhammad Ali, from musicians to entrepreneurs, from writers to scientists. The one thing that links every single person who's successful in the world together is they are insanely passionate about what it is that they're doing. They're so insanely passionate about it that they would do it if nobody paid them and there was no money in the activity. They would still do the activity. And I don't know why more people haven't made that connection. Because it's just so obvious. All of these people emanate enthusiasm and joy and and positivity because they're, they're in love with what they do they enjoy this activity yeah yeah they enjoy it so much that they they don't want to go to sleep they don't want to sleep because they just want to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it because it's it's fun and exciting for them it's an adventure and there's not one hugely successful person who complains about their job or their work or their success. None of them complain about it. Yes, there's things in the job that they have to do that they don't like, but they don't complain about it. They're just absolutely passionate. And as I said, and I have to repeat it, that even if there was no money, even if they didn't get paid, even if they were unsuccessful and unknown, they would still be doing that thing. So it's as simple as finding what you like and doing as much of that as possible, and I would add, in a way that doesn't harm society on the way because like obviously if you're like a mad serial killer right i mean <laughs> that, that, that doesn't count okay so you say more examples yeah these are examples of sick people so so that that's it and there's, there, there are a few great speeches about it, actually. I know that uh, the one that comes to mind that covers the concept is the Alan Watts speech about money, which is students ask me, what, what career would be good? And Alan Watts' question is, well, if money were not an object, 
what would you like to do? And when they give him their answer, he says, do that. If money were not an object, what would you do? Mm -hmm. If money were not an issue, not a problem, what would you do? And the answer to being successful is you do that. Because you've got you've got two choices. You can either build your own dream or you can build someone else's dream. Now if you don't have a dream of your own, nothing wrong with helping somebody else build their dream. But if you do have a dream of your own, you're wasting your time. Again, this is this is probably another key question. If money were not your problem, what would you do? My experience with this type of question is almost almost nobody knows the answer for this question. This is my personal experiences because I I worked uh, I, I made uh, many interviews for uh, for employers employees maybe for employees uh, to seek employers oh the other way around for employers <laughs> i'm sorry for employers to, to seek employees yeah, employer and, employee I'm and sorry. i i asked this question to employees and they didn't almost answer. nobody in Slovakia knows the answer what's your answer what would you say my yeah, personal yeah. answer yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. traveling traveling that would be around good the world you. that would be good for you I can, I, can, I can see you doing that I can see you having a good time <laughs> doing that yeah I can, I, can, I, can, I can see that working for you that would be good traveling and and discovering Exploring uh, nature and and uh, and all ancient ancient buildings around the world. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I'd 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 like to massage supermodels. Massage supermodels. I'd like to massage supermodels. I think that would be a great job. I just get up every day and just massage supermodels. Mm -hmm. I'm joking, actually. My girlfriend wouldn't be very happy about that. I spent all my day putting my hands on other women that probably would make her nervous. Um. It's a very good activity, but for me it seems <laughs> a little bit tired. <laughs> More than one or three hours a day. <laughs> Oh, you, no? wouldn't, you, would, you, you wouldn't. You wouldn't need to do it more than one or two hours. I mean, they're, they're all they're all small anyway, right? Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> there's not much to massage there. Um, so um, I don't know. I always say that. Look, like, I wouldn't mind doing doing anything. Sometimes, like I could sell ice creams on a beach somewhere, or you know, I would be a waiter in a hotel on a desert island. I mean, that wouldn't bother me at all. I, why why not it's a job um, um the things i wouldn't like to do like you know um 
window cleaning the Empire State Building or something like that would be not one of my choice activities. Um, or um, what else? Um, I don't know. Being a tour guide in a zoo was that that would not interest me at all. But um, uh, yeah, it's odd, you know. And no one ever, no one ever said that to me in my life when I was growing up. No one ever, no one ever said to me, "Hey, find what you're good at. Find what you enjoy. Do that. Don't worry about anything else. Everything else will sort itself out. Just do that." No one ever said that to me. Can you believe that? No one ever said that to me. Such a simple, obvious, clear piece of advice that can help. No one ever, everyone was like, study hard. And then, you know, when you finish university, take your qualifications and look for work somewhere. And ah! but anyway, too late now. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe Too late now. Oh, I, I don't think that that it's too late now. Well, maybe it's not. You know. You know, I'm all for shaking everything up and throwing all the cards in the air and seeing which way they come down. Um, so uh, maybe. Maybe there will there will be some some opportunities. Um, the question is if you really want to do it, and if you really, if you are really willing to to do all for for you in order to have an opportunity to do it. I would be, tell, let me tell you something, I would be a bit worried about a few things, right? I would be worried that my dream would, be, would become my obsession. Because you could say I lived a part of my dream for a period of time. I had a music company for eight mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. And I loved all elements of music. And uh, so I set it up as a as a hobby into not wanting to make of course there was money involved but not with the aim of making money because I thought the aim of making money would would sort of destroy projects that could happen but I'm not going to do it because there's, there's not enough money I just thought I'll, I'll, I'll just try to do everything and reinvest all the money in the projects and just try and build everything as much as I can and I enjoyed it, but at the same time, it almost became obsessive to the point that it sort of ruled over everything that I did. To the point, and maybe this was just my lack of experience and my lack of not having a mentor or someone who could tutor me through it all, to the point where after eight years, I was quite happy to close the company. Even though I enjoyed everything, I was still quite happy to close it and say, right, that was great. Thank But you. Thank you. <laughs> thank, 
that was great. Thank you for those experiences. Thank you for that time. Thank you for that learning. But I now feel the need to to move on to something else, because it was it was like it could consume everything that I did. Like it would be the twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and and it was almost bordering on negative obsession. You know, two o'clock in the morning and updating websites and sending emails and listening to new songs that bands send you and trying to book tours and making sure that um, the stage plans were all organized and making travel arrangements and um, um, dealing with little things here and there and it was almost like it was it was it was like that at times like I didn't sleep for weeks but it was very it was a very strong experience and it seems that it was enough for you at one moment. You experienced all what you wanted. Yeah, it was, and it was in this area. In this it was, it was tiring as well. And su- sudden, suddenly, you you knew that it's enough for me. I I want to go to other area to. To experience other well it was it was it was more the sense of like now is the time to gr- to grow me rather than to be within the musical sphere now is the time to very very good topic is growing or to grow i i think I'm persuaded that we don't need to grow because we are <laughs> we are very very huge being we need only to remember who we are and we need only to use uh, our skills we didn't use before lost abilities lost pasts lost histories lost information maybe not lost maybe latent maybe unused still unused or yet unused well, what we can do is we can maybe get into that in our next discussion. It's also interesting. I put growth on the uh, the strength camp uh, ideas uh-huh. as, as well. That was one of the, the main themes connected with that. So, um, in our next discussion, we might get into growth. We might get into some of the language connections that I've made recently. Um, or we might dis- just discuss something completely different. So I'm going to pause this and we'll conclude the discussion here today.